Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we want to uh, introduce a a message that I think will uh, bless you tremendously. And just a review, last week we covered three things that touches the heart of Jesus. And um, we said faith in God, of course, and prayer, and giving sacrificial, and, and what we all said we were going to do and, and, uh, is to give a sacrificial offering. And I wanted to tell you basically uh, how it's going to work is that we, we chose three organizations to give uh, to, and whatever comes in, uh, we said that we wanted to give $1,000 to each of the uh, three ministries. Uh, whatever comes in, we'll divide it into three uh, equal parts, and, and then we'll send it to that, that organization. And I know that we can, we can do the $3,000. I know we can do that. Uh, but whatever comes in, uh, that's what we will do, divide it into three parts. And all I'm doing is trying to be obedient to what God asked me to do is give everyone an opportunity on uh, Resurrection uh, Week, and this is Holy Week, uh, to give a special sacrificial offering because after all, he sacrificed for us. And we are sacrificing for others because I said that not one penny will go to Cornerstone. Uh, we are interested in blessing someone else. That's all we're interested in doing. And in return, we would have been obedient to what God said, and then we'll leave it to God, whatever he wants to do. Today, we are going to uh, teach on four things that occurred on Monday of Holy Week. Now, Holy Week uh, say it starts uh, today and go through uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday, that's Holy Week. And when I was uh, praying and asking God what he really wanted for us today, um, well, the, the, as I was reading the, 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 all the possibilities, and, and that's after I prayed, but, but all the possibilities, a thought came to me is that what did Jesus do during the week from Palm Sunday until he died to resurrect and he resurrected? Well, what was he doing on that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I was like, well, what was he doing? What was he doing? And uh, I started reading and meditating on it and praying about it, and it was four things that I thought was very interesting. Whenever a person is going to uh, die, they say uh, that they're going to really tell the truth. Now, I don't know about all that, uh, but these some Westerns they do. Uh, and so, <laughs> so I know that, that, uh, that I want to know Jesus. God Almighty, what did he do when he knew, he knew he was about to, to give his life? 
as a sacrifice. And he knew the price it was going to take. And I said, well, that has to be important. It has to be important what Jesus Christ did. Had to be important. And so, uh, it, without reading the thing, my thoughts went, what would I do if I knew that I was going to die at a certain time? And sometimes people are told, you know, they say, well, you know, we, we can't do anything uh, for you and call your family in and you have uh, three days. And uh, that's, that's about how long we think you have to live. What would I do? What would I do? And see, I would think that Jesus, you know, would have done some special things. Some special things because uh, he's about to go. He's about to go. And I said, well, he probably would not have done this. He probably wouldn't have done this. And he probably wouldn't want to be around a lot of people because he knew that the people were trying to catch him, especially the religious folks. He, he knew uh, a lot of things. And I said, well, I'm going to see. So I, so I started reading and, and stuff. And, and, and Monday intrigued me, Monday. And so this is what we want to do. Let's look at Luke chapter 17. Let's go there. And that's basically uh, in Luke 17. And we're going to start in verse 45. You know, it, it, was, it, was, it was so interesting to me because I said, well, well this, this, is, this, is, woo, this is really, 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 really good. Yeah? Uh, so in my Bible, it just has, you know, it has like what happened on Monday, what happened on Tuesday, what happened on, and, and, and went on down the week. And so, let's start in verse 45. It says, this is Monday now. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling. Verse 46. Saying to them, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a robber's den. 47, and he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the leading men among the people uh, were trying to destroy him. Verse 48, and they could not find anything that they might do, uh, for all the people were hanging on to every word he said. That's 45 through 48. And then in chapters uh, 20, which I'm not going to teach, it starts Tuesday. So I wanted to concentrate on what happened Monday because it was, it was so intriguing to me uh, that our Lord and Savior, he did these things on Monday. So it was four things. Let's look at verse 45 again. Jesus entered the temple, and he began to drive out those who were selling. Now, we know that we could go a lot of different ways than this, 
And, and, and um, I, I don't want to go many different ways. I want to just, just go one way, is that this is the ending of his ministry. It's not the beginning, because in the beginning of the ministry, he did the same thing. See, he, he, he entered the temple, and he drove out those who were selling, and, and turn, he did all those things. And I said, wow, here is the end of his ministry, He's going to the cross. He's going to be crucified for all of us. And he goes into the temple. It's, it, it, it seemed like to me he was probably saying, oh, my goodness. Here they're doing the same old, same old, same old, same old. Are they ever going to learn? You know, three years ago, they do, they do, they're here they're doing the same thing. Have you ever pictured a, a thought that we're doing the same thing a lot of times? that we were doing three years ago. And, and, and see, so uh, I said, well, why would he do this? Why not just leave him alone? Because after all, they were doing the same thing they were doing three years earlier. So why, why, why bother with them? You know, why even bother with them? But to him, it was important. You see, it was important. Because he says that, you know, it's important for his father, and he's, he is interested in his father's house. Now, let's take that and think about, that's fine, that's what Jesus did, but now, the temple now. Okay, so we know that we are, come on now, aren't we? We are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? We are the temple. So, so now, I want to take this and apply it. Everything that he did, let's apply it to ourselves because if this is so important to him when he's going to the cross and dying for me and for you, then I want to know, God, if that's important to you, I want to... I want to cleanse this temple. That's what I want to do. Cleanse this temple because it's important to you. You see? So that's the world. Oh, man. How can I do that? Because I don't have money changers in here. You know, I don't have all this stuff going on. But don't we have a lot of stuff going on, you know, in this temple? Our thoughts, you know, our words, our actions, all those things, you know, and, and he, he wants to know what our heart is, and we have to know that we have to purify our hearts. It means our, our mind, our will, our emotions. We have to, we have to purify these things because um, these things are important because we are the temple of God. Because the Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is God. So I said, well, man, God, what better thing can I be doing this season than getting a mindset of 
not just one day, this took place on Monday, but this year, this next year, this next year, this until I die, let's be about cleansing this temple because Jesus didn't stop after the first cleansing. And he hasn't stopped after the second cleansing. Because as you, we read the word of God, all the epistles, we know that he's still telling us the, the pure, foul hearts. He's still telling us the same old, same old. You see? And so are we going to really catch it? Are we going to really do it? Are we going to really value the price Jesus paid for our souls? Are we going to value it? Because if, if we are, we need to say, I'm not interested in one cleansing. I'm interested in a daily, a daily cleansing. That's what I'm interested in, a daily cleansing. Because uh, we are in the world. We're in the world. And we cannot help but be affected by the world. And you know it. You know it. Yeah. If it's raining hard enough, you can have all the umbrella you want to, but you're probably going to get wet. You know? Probably going to get wet, especially if the wind blowing a little bit. Yeah. If you jump in water, you're going to get wet. If you're in the world, you're going to be affected. We're going to be affected. And so that means that I need to be cleansing myself all the time. If we have children, we need to be encouraging them the same thing. If we have young children, we need to be uh, teaching them and making sure that's happening because if they're in school anywhere from the time they're in uh, kindergarten or wherever, uh, they're going to be taught certain things. And you have to, you have to Make sure you find out what your children are being taught. You know? They can be uh, in a Christian school. Praise God for Christian school. Uh, but we know that there are people in Christian schools that are not born again. We, we know that. I don't care whether it's undergrad, whether it's grad, whether it's whatever. It doesn't matter. And we're influenced by people. And we know that the world does things a certain way, and so the world's gonna, and we're gonna see that, and we see people who are, who, who they really flourish by doing things the world way sometimes. You see? But that doesn't mean that it's right. You see? So I said, well, God, that's the, that's the first thing. I, I, I see why you were doing it because it's important. It's important to you. And I'm so glad that you showed this to me because uh, it's not a one-time cleansing. It's a daily thing. And so I want to start, you know, uh, this Easter and this uh, Palm Sunday, uh, this Holy Week, I want to start 
daily cleansing this temple more seriously than I have ever been. And I know that's hard. And you say, well, well, you mean you haven't been serious about cleansing? Yes. But there again, uh, you get busy doing things for the world. You got to have a job. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. In your job, you have people. You have situations. You have all these things going on. And so uh, we all get busy, and we, we all uh, can say, I'm about the Father's business, like Jesus was. And we can say it, but we know that most of us, um, we're not about the Father's business all the time. You see? But I'm, I'm here to tell you that he says it's important to him to cleanse our temple on a daily basis. Okay? Now, then in 46, he says uh, that it's so good. He says, saying to them, it is written, and my, my house shall be a house of prayer. Now, that means that he's still talking about the temple, right? Still talking about the temple. He hasn't changed subjects. Talking about the temple. So we're the temple. We're his house. What should I be about on a daily basis? Prayer. Prayer. I should be about prayer. Everything has to start with prayer. Everything has to end with prayer. Everything has to, in between, the beginning and the end, is prayer. We have to, we have to stay in prayer. And, and so what I probably told you, what I'm trying to do is learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. More sensitive. Learn to be more and more sensitive. Because if, if God is saying something to you, don't you want to hear it? And because he's going to tell you the truth. Okay? So I said, well, God, I want you to be able to speak to me anytime, and I want to hear what you're saying, and I want to obey. So I'm trying to be sensitive. So, so what I try to do is say, well, okay, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And, 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 uh, and it's just one of those things that, that, that happens uh, because he wants you to fulfill his purpose for your life. He wants you to fulfill his purpose. So therefore, he's going to do everything he can so that you will fulfill what he says he's here for to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. That's what he wants us to do. Conform us to the image. And so, um, I want you to try practicing that because if you hear his voice and do what he says, then we can be more and more in tune 
and walk in more and more freedom and more and more obedience to what he asks us to do. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's go to, uh, I can elaborate on that, but I don't want to because I want you to have your experiences with him. And I know some of you don't believe uh, probably in an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit because you haven't been taught. And so if you haven't been taught, you want an intimate relationship with God. Uh, but see, there's only one God. Only one God. Okay. In three persons. So we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have God. So uh, I don't know how all, all of it works. You know, you say, well, you ought to know. Well, I don't know how all that works. You know, I really don't. Yeah, uh, but I do know what it says in the scripture, and I believe what it says in the scripture. I really believe what it says. So therefore, I know that that God is with me. I know that Jesus is with me. I know the Father is with me. But I know we are seated in the heavenly places of Christ. I, I, you know, I know all the scriptures, but that doesn't mean that you understand. It really doesn't. Okay. Let's go to three. Now, we went to two things now. We said that he wants to be cleansing. He wants us to be cleansing, right? right. He wants a, his house to be a house of what? Prayer. Okay? Prayer. And you know and I know that we don't value, I don't care whether you're from Tennessee, whether you're from Egypt, whether you're from wherever you're from, most Christians, most Christians do not value prayer enough that they're going to pray, especially if they have to go somewhere and pray corporately. I know it, and you know it. Yeah, I know it, and you know it. And 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 I've taken elders, and we've been to places, and they've had big, big, big churches, big, big churches. Yeah. Um, and one church we went to, and they had a they had prayer going on. They had a hundred people in the prayer room. I said, "Pooh, a hundred people!" And, and the, I mean, this is corporate prayer. They had. I mean, this one would be packed. I said, wow, this is cool. This is cool. And we got about three. I said, man, that's not good. Yeah, You know, that's not good. But see, they had about 3,000 people in their church. You see? So, uh, really, they don't have that. They didn't have that many, you see? Uh, But that's all over. All over the world. And all I'm saying is that we know the scripture one ascender, what? Thousand flight, two ascend, ten thousand flight. So that means if we're gonna really be concerned about um, things in the world, we we're gonna call prayer. Let's come to prayer. And and how many of you think shows up when we say that? Not many. Do you think they know the scripture? Yes, they do. 
But why don't they come? Because we don't value what Jesus said like he wants us to value it. Because he said that my house shall be a house of prayer. That's what he said. All nations. That's what he said. That's what he said. I know y'all don't like me, but it's okay. It's okay. I know you love the word, though, don't you? You love the word. And so that's why I, lo- I love giving the word. I don't like to give all this, you know, I think and then who cares? You know, I, wa- I want to know what, what is God saying here? What is God saying? So, okay, number three. Let's go to number three. Let's go 47. And he was teaching daily in a what? He was teaching daily in the temple. Man, you're about to die. You know, what, what, what you go? Who are you going to? Who are you to t- teach him? You know, as soon as you die, you know they're not going to be doing it. They don't even understand because you're teaching them parables all the time. You know, why are you doing this thing? Especially when he says, but the chief priests and the scribes and the leading men among the people were trying to destroy him. Is that going on now? We got the, we got leading men of the United States, leading people. We got we got people who are religious people who say they are, and and they're trying to get rid of the word. And they're trying to get rid of the word. You see? They're trying to get rid of the word. Right, let me take it. Keep keep yourself right there. Let me let me take you to uh, John one. You don't have to turn up because. I know you know it anyway. John 1, 1. And that's the Gospel of John. And it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Nothing. Nothing. So when we pick up our Bible and we go into, you know, the Bible in, in Genesis, and it says, God, what is it, what was it? God said, right? Let there be. Now, those are what? Words. Now, it says, in the beginning was the word. And so, who's speaking? Is it God speaking? Is it Jesus speaking? Is it the Holy Spirit speaking? Is it, well, I don't know, we all know all three of them there. You know, we, we know. So, so, I told you, I don't understand all this. But I do know that if he says that nothing came into existence, that means that light didn't come into existence without the word. Without the word. Nothing came into existence. So I said, well, that means that people are still doing the same thing. They're trying to get rid of the word. They don't even want me to speak the word over here. They don't want me to say things. They want to uh, just do some, some uh, feel-good stuff, you know. Please, please everybody, you know, you got this group over here. Make sure you please them. You got this group over here. Make sure you please them. Oh, don't offend this group. Don't offend this group. You know, don't worry about God. But, you know, no. It's got to be. The word of God or nothing. 
pleasing God or nothing. That's what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. And so I said, okay, God, this is still going on now in this world system here. And so he said, it's important that I teach every single day that somebody wants to hear. Teach. I said, well, okay. We know that he said it's, it's very important for him that we cleanse our temple. It's very important that our temple be a house of what? Prayer. And it's very important that teaching the word of God goes into this temple here because we know that he loves teaching. And I don't care if he's about to die, he's still going to teach. He's still going to teach. And so who is he going to teach? Whoever wants to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. You see? Now, number four, last thing, 28, 48. It says, and they could not find anything that they might do. Now, so we know these people trying to destroy Jesus. So they couldn't find anything that they might do uh, to get rid of him. But then this stood out. I, I, I underlined it uh, years back. And I said, look at this thing, boy. I said, oh, look at this thing. I, who were being taught? All the people. What were they doing? Hanging onto every word he said. Oh, man. He said, that's what I want you doing. That's what I want my body doing. I want them. Now, now, just think. When you're hanging on to the word, you're hanging on to Jesus. Yeah, because he's the word. He's the word. And they were hanging on to not the words that felt good, words that sound good, the words that fit my theology, the words that I was taught when I was at this other church. The word I taught when I was growing up in, in Ebenezer Baptist Church in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. No, it says every word, they were hanging on it. Every word. My goodness, can you, can you picture, can you picture he's teaching and they're just hanging on it. They're just hanging on it. I said, God, uh, help me. Help me, Lord, to be the type of person that will hang on every word. That you are saying, Lord, that I want to get in your word so I can hang on the word that you are saying because the Holy Spirit, is, he's trying to conform me to, the, to your image. I want to hang on these words because cause I'll be changed. I'll be changed. I said, well, okay, God. Okay, God. Man, you know how to make somebody kind of forgive me, Lord, on, you know, on this nice Palm Sunday, uh, but I said, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us these four things. And, and I want you to, you know, invite people for next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, if you're in town, if you're uh, 
not working and if you're not uh, too sick to come, whatever situation it is, uh, come and invite somebody. Um, I, I believe it's going to be a special time because I believe he wants to do some things uh, uh, because he's the word of God. He's the word. And, and I've asked him to do some things. And I believe that when you ask, you receive. That's what I believe. You know? So uh, be in prayer with us that, uh, that people who, who come, they're going to experience, experience uh, a resurrection day that they can go away and say, I'm so glad that I came. I'm so glad that I came. And it won't be because, I guarantee you, it won't be because of me. Uh, it's only going to be because the word going to go forth. And he said he confirmed his word with signs following. And that's what I want. I, I want signs following. Because we, we have some hurting people in, in, in life. We got some people that need deliverance. We got some people uh, that, 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 that need a touch from Jesus. You see? And so that's what we're believing God for. Uh, so we gave you four things that we're going to uh, try to do uh, this Holy Week. And one was cleanse the temple. Two, Temple prayer, house of prayer. Three. Okay, you want to, you want, you want to, you want to sit at the feet of Jesus and be taught because He wants to teach us, doesn't He? He wants to teach us. And while He's teaching, we want the number four: hang on every word, right? Hang on it. Hang on it. Hang on it. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.